0: Auckland's and now Hollywood's entertainment reporter Liam McEwen calling home from Los Angeles where he went first for a job with the magazine J14. Uh, We spoke to Liam on afternoons a decade or so ago. He was a student at Rangitoto College and had won a Shorty Award for a weekly Sunday morning radio show he was running live from the Devonport Wharf. He had a career in radio planned, uh, but things haven't worked out that way. They've got bigger. Liam Kiota, good to talk with you again.
1: Kiota, Jim, so nice to be back with you after a ten-year, a ten-year uh, ten break since our last interaction. So much has happened,
0: and you've done really well in those ten years. Uh, these days, we call you what—a a, a broadcaster and an entertainment
1: journalist. How do you describe yourself? Entertainment journalist is probably the the one that I go to the most. All of my content, you know, ninety percent of it ends up on online um, to the the different social channels. So, yeah, entertainment journalist. I, I like that one. That's nice.
0: One of your outlets is the or has been the magazine J14. Why is it called J14? I was slightly puzzled. That's a great
1: question for Google. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I don't actually know. I always just thought of, that, that was my uh, my intro to to the world of entertainment journalism over here in the U S and it was a teen magazine. So I was presuming maybe it was the age demographic that we were talking to. I have yeah. absolutely, I have absolutely no idea. I, I can actually look it up right now. What does J 14 mean? Uh, I know it's apropos of nothing, but I was just puzzled. Yeah. Who, oh, uh, here we go. Found it. Apparently it means just for teens. Just for There teena. we go. Oh, just for teens. There we go. Ah. Yeah. Just for teens. So I, I think that was a great little way for me to start kind of working for the teen brands and, get my foot into it before I started doing the more serious, <laughs> hard-hitting uh, <laughs> journalism.
0: Well, you're all over social media, many media. So being a reporter uh, for you is being an entertainer as well, isn't it?
1: Yeah, the, you know, it kind of comes hand in hand. These days, you kind of have to be all over the place. But it wasn't something that I intended to go out and be like, okay, I'm going to be <laughs> the star of these interviews. It was just like, I just want to, give an interesting interview, show show my personality, and hopefully the star I'm talking to and the person listening or watching can find some sort of connection there. Well, you've certainly been talking to the stars. Vanessa Hudgens,
0: Ali Golding, Zendaya, Ariana Grande, Ed Sheeran, Ringo Starr, Elton John, Britney Spears, Miley Cyrus. That's an impressive list of people you've just happened to run into. You you even yeah, seem to it's, it's you well you even seem to be interviewing Elton John, for example, at the special party mm-hmm. he hosts on on Oscars night.
1: Yeah. Mm, and it's one of those parties where you know, the first time you go, you're just kind of starry eyed, looking around, and you're just seeing everyone who's in it, everyone just like appearing on the carpet. And sometimes they'll be open to have a chat. Sometimes they won't, but. I was lucky on that day because it was Elton's party and he was the host. He was keen to have a chat. And I just remember looking at him and seeing those big glasses and being like, how did I end up here? Like, this is just so cool. Um, But yeah, that, you know, that's one of the reasons, one of the many reasons I love doing what I'm doing is connecting with these people who kind of shifted pop culture or or made a stamp on entertainment as we know it. Um, So yeah, Elton, Ringo, like those are the people who, when I get to do it, I'm like, wow, this is this is why I'm here. Yeah, understood. But it's
0: not just putting a microphone in front of them. You had your nails done by Adam Lambert, for example, the, re- <laughs> the replacement for Freddie and Queen. How did that come about? How did Adam Lambert come to be doing your nails?
1: Yeah, no, so that's a random one. Um, but that's kind of like a full circle moment as well because the first fan base that they ever really tapped into when I was doing community radio in New Zealand, age, you know, 13, was uh was the adam lambert fan base and then he just a couple months ago released a a nail polish line and i was lucky enough to get the invite and (laughs) i saw him at these i saw him at this event he was like why do i know you and i was like 10 years ago i did this radio show where i was playing it was it was a beautiful a beautiful moment of um coming back together and because he was promoting his nail polish i said hey why don't you just (laughs) paint my nails um, so so that was a hoot that was one of those random things where it's just like yeah, I, I want to do things that, that I, I want great stories you know what I mean I want to be retired one day and, and look back and, and be able to tell my kids and, and great grandkids fascinating things that their dad or granddad has done you know yeah and yeah
0: you've done quite a few of those already but at the same time you know they put their jeans on one foot at a time like we all do there's, there's glamour galore but it's not a passport to happiness fame, we know that. You must hear some stories, whether you can tell them or not, but uh, but, but behind the scenes, it's not all glitter and, you know, glow, is it?
1: No, not at all. And, you know, the it, it was quite an interesting juxtaposition when I first arrived here. You know, um, I'd be driving through ratty neighbourhoods in L.A., and then all of a sudden it was like a the big gates of heaven opened and there was this glamorous red carpet and people all made <laughs> up. And then you're leaving this event and you're just driving past the homeless encampments. And it's, it's a very weird feeling. Um, and, and it humbles you quite a lot. Um, but, you know, there are a lot of challenges and a lot of these people that, that I speak to, um, you know, they do, they do take on, you know, if someone says a negative comment online, they do take that to heart. Yeah. You know, there could be, There could be thousands of positive comments, but then one person says something negative and that's all they can remember. Um, You know, and it's not easy for a lot of these people to go out and and have people know who they are. As soon as you lose that sense of uh, being anonymous, um, yeah, no, life gets very, very interesting. Um, So I I, I wouldn't, as much as fame sounds fun, I, I, I wouldn't really wish it upon anybody. Who's the flat-out nicest
0: A-list celeb that you've ever interviewed? Can you think of one?
1: That might be a one to think about. Ariana Grande was lovely. Um, it's not often where a star would be interested in, in me back, but I remember Ariana asking me, oh, why have you moved from New Zealand? What brings you here? And it was just that level of personalization i guess in the conversation that made me go oh wow she's she's actually really interested in 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 me as well and that's how a conversation you know should go I'm, I'm, i never expect it when i go into an interview because you know as you say a lot of the time it's just throwing a mic in these faces and and asking them questions and a lot of these people get interviewed <laughs> numerous times a week um <laughs> that's right. so, so when they take the time when they take the time to uh conversate back I always find that interesting she's one that that came to mind Ed Sheeran's another one that comes to mind as as a really nice guy his publicity team was moving him along because he had to go and do the next thing after our interview and you know they were running late and there was a bunch of fans probably about 100 fans that were lined up outside the building hoping to catch a glimpse of him and Ed was like I want to go and meet these fans and his team was like we don't have time we have to go to the next thing and I, I kind of worked out with Ed a thing where he would be able to go down and just stand there. while fans kind of got in a line and just took a selfie with him and moved down the line. And it was a quick and easy process, but that extra ten minutes that he took out of his day made these hundreds of fans' lives. That's nice. The story about Ed because you know you had agency in
0: that as well. Uh, I imagine you get snubs as well as smiles. Do you? You have to put <laughs> you have to put up with the cold shoulder too
1: yeah no absolutely um it also depends on what microphone i'm holding right because at the moment i'm doing a, b- a bunch of freelancing and one of the places i'm, I'm working with is the associated press uh-huh. and when you've got their logo on a microphone people are more likely to want to come <laughs> up and chat because they know it's they know it's not gossipy and it's not you know um it, uh, someone with an ap mic is likely to give a better interview than someone with a, a gossip tabloid mic i was at the uh the vanity fair oscars party which is a a huge prestigious you know post oscars event all the winners show up and all the big names and there's a huge line of stars because they want to get their photo taken at the photo wall it's the thing you do at this party so as all the stars are lined up you have a, a caller that can go out and kind of wrangle these celebrities if you want to talk to them and I said to to my wrangler, I said, "Hey, would you mind going to grab Adam Levine, who's the lead singer of Maroon Five? He was just standing right there, and this was just after he had a huge <laughs> cheating scandal, so not a great time for him." I kind of expected that that I would get a no, but it wasn't me asking. I threw the wrangler in the way, I said, "Hey, would you go and ask if he wants to give an interview?" And he comes. The wrangler comes back and says to me, "So he said if that, <laughs> and and it's at moments like that where it's like, okay." Something that helps me a lot, I think, kind of over here is is the accent, funnily enough. I was going to um, ask you about that. that. Yeah, and that's something that I never really expected, um, you know, because when these stars are walking down a carpet or wherever it may be, they just hear the same voice over and over. And then all of a sudden there's this guy with an outlandish accent and long curly hair jumping out trying to have a chat. <laughs> and it kind of, not that it catches them off guard, but it's just like, oh, here's something interesting. Who haven't you met yet? Quick question that you really want to. Oh, there's a couple. Um, first one that comes to mind would be Paul McCartney because I've done Ringo. All makes sense. Yeah. Um, another one would be Lady Gaga. Oh, um, yes. She's shaped modern pop culture in a pretty unbelievable way. So she would be probably on the top of my list for sure. One of the great artists of the age, I think, Lady Gaga. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, you worked for Whitebait Media here, I think, Jason Gunn's company, then the Flea FM on the north shore of Auckland. And, you know, mm-hmm. when when you were here, maybe meeting Stan Walker and Lord, if you were lucky, would be the you know <laughs> yeah. the, the apogee. How did you actually get there to red carpet land? I've seen photos of you on the red carpet. I'm not sure which ones. Mm. So I know it's probably a long story, but I know you went back and forth. And some of your mates at Rangitoto College, I think, didn't think you had a proper job when you left school because you were flitting to Los Angeles, coming back here. Now you're in L.A., full stop. How did that happen? Is there an easy, quick way to talk about that?
1: Yeah, I'll, yeah, it's it's relatively easy. I kind of thought, OK, I want to go bigger. You know, I, I want to talk to a bigger audience. I want to be able to, to talk to bigger people. Um, so that's when I reached out to the magazine you mentioned earlier j14 who at the time you know wasn't doing any sort of video content wasn't doing uh any real you know big celebrity content and i just wrote to them cold email and said hey you have a, a brand that would probably be able to get access to some great events and to some good names um how about you give me a shot and, and i see what i can get you and they replied with interest and said, okay, that sounds good. Show us what you got. And then within a week, I was flying over here for the Billboard Awards <laughs> um, because I had that brand under my belt. And and then I, I was going backwards and forwards. And I, I never went to, to uni. Um, and that was something that earlier on a lot of industry professionals were kind of saying would be a good thing for me to do. Yeah, it was going backwards and forwards, and probably spent <laughs> a uni- a college tuition's amount of money on coming backwards and forwards over you know the the period of a year or so. And then I, you know, it was getting to a point: month New Zealand, month here, and uh, I just said, you know what, I I need a move. Um, and then in March of 2017, said, hey, I'll make the move. The company sponsored the visa, and 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 here I am. One of the things I I, I learned is you know, you can have all the success in the world back home. You can be on the top radio station. You could be on the top television show. You can be doing all these big things, but then as soon as you come here, you just have to start again. And, And you know, that's something that now, whenever I have friends that come over here, that's one of the first pieces of advice I say to them, you know, is, is leave your ego on the plane. You backed yourself. Fantastic.
0: Yeah, it's called, I read it was called Laszlo's Relativity Theorem. I don't know why it's called that, but um, wherever you are, whatever your marvellous triumphs and achievements, 300 million Americans couldn't care less.
1: Right, exactly. That's, I've <laughs> got to look up that Laszlo's <laughs> Theorem. That sounds fascinating. But yeah, no, that that is one of the things that kind of shook me when I got here, you know, because yeah. I was so used to having, um, you know, just, just all the access to all the people and the outlets and the stations and then it's just start from scratch but that was part of the challenge and and that was part of the excitement for me was you know new world over here let's get into it dig in so you have to have a kind of fame yourself
0: bts the boy band have kind of made you famous i mean every time they head to the states uh you're there you're like the eighth bangtan boy
1: Yeah it's (laughs) I like that they've um they've called me that before I feel very lucky in that sense that was a that 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 whole BTS journey was is something that I'm so grateful for and something that I never really expected to find myself in and now I guess in a way I've kind of become like the (laughs) k-pop reporter um so every time there's a new k-pop act they come to me and, and want to do an interview but that just started when I was working at the teen magazine and This was before BTS really blew up over here and they reached out and I'll never forget the email. The publicist said, I promise you they're going to be big. And look, all publicists tell me that their act is going to be the next big thing. But I'm a young guy. They're young guys around the same age group. And we just had fun and didn't take it too seriously. So the fact that I can be a part of, you know, a huge fandoms kind of experience, um, is just one that it is
0: quite hard to fathom. Is it Jungkook from BTS? He's got the biggest song in the world at the moment,
1: standing next to you. Is... Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, Jungkook's got—he's—he's um, he's absolutely killing it right now. It's—it's it's amazing. And it's obviously they have their military obligations, um, and for years now, people have been wondering what was going to happen there. Were they going to get an exemption? And and the guys, you know, the BTS guys said, "No, look, we want to." serve our country like everybody else we don't deserve an exemption um so yeah as you know one by one they slowly enter to do their service um you're starting to see more and more solo work from them but yeah his his song is his number one in the world right now and i don't think k-pop's going to be slowing down anytime soon worked for elvis didn't it It, exactly exactly worked wonders for elvis sometimes you know i might not even know the person that a publicist throws at me so it's like how can i ask questions to kind of figure out what it is that they do. Um, but that's, that's part of the challenge, you know, and and you will be at the end of these carpets, just mentally drained uh, in the sense that you just feel exhausted when you're there. It's adrenaline central. And then as soon as you leave, it's like I, my brain is just exhausted from, from, from moving. Um, but that, that's part of the fun. I, I, I live for that. I, I, you know, i I've, There's nothing more exciting than um, being on a carpet and then all of a sudden Mick Fleetwood's in front of you and it's like, I wasn't expecting that. Let's chat. Britney Spears, what did she say to you? Well, actually, I'll give you some context here. This was in the middle of her conservatorship. So when things with her were just through the roof and the public didn't know that. Journalists didn't know that. Nobody knew really what was going on in her inner circle. But I've met her twice. The first time I met her, I'll never forget, looking down on the floor and seeing the X where she had to stand. And it was the level of control that everyone had on her was literally stand on this X. So that was one of my takeaways the first time. And then the second time I met her, I, I uh, the security guards were insane. It was like airport security going backstage at this venue. We had to leave all of our belongings behind and, and go through all these metal detectors. And I just, uh, they, the security were telling me, they were like, if you walk into the room with your hands in your pockets, we will escort you out straight away because they didn't know what I would pull out of my pocket. It was very interesting.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I've never really had a celebrity moment or interaction where where that has happened. Even like going to red carpets and stuff, it's not that intense. But I remember I, I walked up, hands out of my pockets, turned around the corner and the first thing she said was, oh my gosh. And I was like, oh, what did I what did I do? And she goes, I love your hair. I am so jealous. And then from that instant connection, it was just, you know, straight away chatting away. And, um, yeah, no, she's, she was a very lighthearted, uh, person. Um, and the two, two different times that I met her were like a year or so apart. And, you know, I could tell the difference in, in kind of her vibe and her personality, um, the first time it was very stiff. She was very stiff with me and, you know, shook hands. And the second time it was very huggy and very personable and very excited. And I asked her, I, you know, I said, let's pose. Let's do a fun pose for the photo. And she was like, oh my gosh, no one ever asked me to do anything fun. Thank you so much. What do you want to do? And and it was just one of those moments of like, someone was, treating her as like a person rather than just a big celebrity, and I think she saw that and appreciated it.
0: That's really interesting. Um, so you you know yeah. all about the Free Britney saga. How do you think she's doing?
1: What how How's she getting on? Look, I hope she's okay. You know, this is a person that gave practically their whole life up to perform for us, and she's being used like a puppet. We can't expect anyone that's lived that life to kind of quote-unquote normal no. you know of um course. but yes no wish her the best and um yeah bless her heart quick questions where do you live in la i am in uh, hollywood uh, actually a little town called larchmont which is in the hollywood area um and it's a beautiful it's it's not in the crazy hollywood boulevard area because i wouldn't dare <laughs> it's more in the um the neighborhood uh, area of of, of LA, and, okay. and I like that. You know, I, I walk out of my house and I get to see the Hollywood sign every day, and it, it reminds me where I am and and why I'm here.
0: I think you have a partner, Nora. What does she do?
1: She is uh, a social media um, content creator for celebrities. Um, so she has a, a a boss who has a podcast and a TV show and a this and a that and. Nora is uh, kind of the one that comes up with the social media content for uh-huh. their, their channels. Um, so you know she sees uh, a bunch of fascinating things and goes on press trips with all these A-list stars, and it's very, it's very interesting. And and um, you know every now and then, if I'm stuck on an Instagram caption, I'll just turn to her, her and say, "Hey babe, you got a, <laughs> you got a caption for this photo?" Because
0: that's what she does. Leah McKeown calling home from Los Angeles. We speak to so many expats who don't have to own a car in the cities they live in. But in LA, if you want to travel, don't you absolutely need one?
1: Uh, yes. Uh, yes and no. If I'm working, a lot of the time I'll I'll just Uber somewhere um, and get it reimbursed by whoever it is that I'm working for. But, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no. Having, having a car is definitely... Uh, I think, essential, but somehow I've managed six and a half years without it. So, And traffic is terrible, isn't it? In our it's, it's the worst. Yeah. It,
0: it's the worst. 75,000 homeless, you referred to them, more and more of them women, I was reading, camped out across, right across the city now. How visible are they? Quiet, I understand.
1: Yeah, it's, it's not great, eh? Hey? This is unfortunately now kind of becoming something that i'm used to and i and i don't like that that fact it Mm. it it should be something that that is jarring now whenever we see a you know a new mayor or a new local politician their their big push is that they're gonna um you know fix the homeless crisis Mm. um and they can't and you know that's and, and they can't – it's just very, very tough. I know there's an inside safe
0: program to keep, help people off the streets. But all they can do really is put them in hotels and motels like New Zealand. And a lot of them have just eventually drift back onto the boulevards and the
1: sidewalks, don't they? That's the thing. Onto the boulevards, yeah. And, you know, you, you're driving down the freeway and you see some of them underneath the overpasses. And it's just like, wow, like, you know, this is how – you know some people are living and it. it makes you feel thankful it makes you feel grateful but you know a lot of them and you know i might be walking down the road and getting to a chat with one it's just who i am um you know and you hear about them and how long they've been there and um you know some of them actually like it um which is really really interesting um but yeah, know it's it's definitely a crisis and and as i say very jarring understood some of the best la destinations
0: are not the very famous ones, would you say? Um, aren't Hollywood, the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and, uh, which you're not that far from, and the Venice Boardwalk, which you are, uh, a bit seedy and crowded and the best-known beaches can be a bit dirty? I mean, <laughs> I know LA's a fantastic town,
1: but isn't that true? Yes, people are always surprised at how dirty it is. Um, and, you know, yeah. it, it's like I, I say to people, it is like that with every big city, right? It has its... Has its places and then it, it has its beautiful places so um but yeah no they're they're not as uh shimmery and shiny as you'd expect but you best believe on Oscars night, the Hollywood Boulevard is cleaned up so that they can, you know, put put on the best show. It, it's absolutely fascinating.
0: And Rodeo Drive, I imagine, is still a fairly dazzling place to go. And it's got LA's got the Getty Center and the the um, Huntington Library and the Griffith Observatory. I mean, there is so much to do that probably a lot of people who just cruise through LA and only have a day never get to. But it's pretty stunning
1: the range of tourist experiences you could have, isn't it? Mm. And and that's one of the things I love about it is that you can't find yourself bored. I have my favorite restaurants now and my favorite, you know, cafes and bars and whatever. And I try to take my friends to those because those are the places that I've kind of fallen in love with. And I think that's one of the important things. If I have friends that either come here or move here, that are questioning whether or not they like the place, my number one advice is, look, find the things about the city that you do enjoy, you know, find your favorite places because once you find those places, it, it's a lot easier to, to fall in love with a place. And there's actually a brand new New Zealand restaurant that has opened in West Hollywood ah. uh, called, Pons- called Ponsonby road cafe. And they serve, get this meat pies, <laughs> which is amazing because that was, it's obviously the number one food that I, that I missed from back home um, other than mum's cooking. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's uh Yeah, find your places, I always say to people. Find your favourite places.
0: Ponsonby Road Cafe, Los Angeles. Have you managed to drive (laughs) south along the coast and visit, you know, the places like Manhattan Beach and Redondo Beach? I mean, I haven't, but I'm told, you know, if you want the Beach Boys fun and the sun type experience, they are very cool destinations.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Going down to Redondo, going down to Marina del Rey, great places to eat down there. Uh, great vibes a lot of a lot of people for their birthdays out here will drive down to the beaches and have a little fire pit that are in some of those beaches and you know it's lovely though there's a lot of exploring that can be done here and that's one of the other things that excites me if you do want to go to a beach it's not too far away if you do want to go to las vegas it's not too far away san francisco it's not too far away but you know um yeah i do feel very in the middle of, of the action if you will
0: I'm told the water's not that warm at those famous beaches. It never, the ocean never gets that
1: hot, that warm in LA, does it? It's I was quite surprised. No, which which is which is surprising considering the uh, the beaming down of the of the sun. Yeah. So finally, uh, you love it, obviously. Um, what are your ambitions? A big talk show gig? What are your plans now? I would love some sort of show or series where I'm able to sit down with people and just have long form conversation. Um, because when you're on a red carpet or whatever you get two or three minutes with someone i like to you know i feel like my best work is when i can actually sit down and, and chat and get into someone's brain a little bit more i just want to be able to make a stamp on the young entertainment journalism scene um because i i, I feel like i kind of have different methods and different ways of going about it than you know your average entertainment reporter over here
0: You've already put the Liam McEwen stamp on Shabas reporting over there. Liam, don't worry about that. So uh, is it your forever place? You're so young. I guess you don't know that yet. But do you yearn to come home ever?
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, look, I, I, I do. I miss home every day of my life. I think about home every day of my life. One of my favourite things to do is chuck on walking tours of queen street or of wellington or whatever when i'm you know just sitting at home because i i do i miss it so much and and as i say my family's there um but yeah for for my working life i think this is probably where i'm going to be and you know make that little intermediate school kid that was wearing a i love los angeles t-shirt proud you know um but yeah definitely definitely going to retire in new zealand but that's that's a while away
0: well done, Liam, and very nice of you Thank to give you us again. your time and chat with us. Uh, good luck, all the best for the, um, the interviews yet to come.
1: Thank you, Jim. You're an absolute legend, mate, and it's been so nice to reconnect. Thank you for bringing me home, truly. I appreciate it more than you can imagine.